Hi guys, it is your host, Michaela Philo, and welcome to McKay's Mindspace. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that I think is super important and something that I have been dealing with my whole life. And in a weird way, I'm very excited to record this episode because I never thought that this would be something that I could ever talk about with other people so comfortably. I do want to give a trigger warning if anyone suffers with eating disorders or body dysmorphia because the topic I'm going to be discussing today is body image. This is a safe place. You may skip through this episode or maybe this episode will help you, but I do have a lot of other really good episodes on motivation and healthy lifestyles and social anxiety that are really good too. So first I just want to say the definition of body image, which is a person's subjective picture or mental image of their own body. Just think about that. It's what we think of our own body, how scary, right? So I'm going to be really vulnerable in this episode. I'm going to open up about a lot because I think that this is a topic that I'm still working through but I want to talk about it because I think I have overcome a lot of obstacles and I'm finally in a place in my life where I feel better about my body image. So I'm just going to go ahead and start off with a little bit of my background. I've kind of touched over this in other episodes and I discuss it a little bit in my Healthy Lifestyle podcast that when I was younger, I had a really big interest in nutrition and health and fitness and I briefly say that I at a young age you know was like really obsessed with the gym and I wanted to dive into it then but I was like I could just make a whole episode over this topic so when I was in elementary school I started competitive cheerleading I did dance and to be honest just having a fit body was the most important thing to me I also was a flyer. If you don't know what that is, I was essentially this one of the smallest girls on my team. So I was the girl that got thrown into the air. So at a young age, I always felt like I had to remain being the smallest because I always wanted to be a flyer. So at a young age, I was always watching what I was eating, making sure I was staying physical. You know, I still always had my abs, my legs were toned and I looked good in my uniform that showed all of my legs and all of my stomach. And I didn't think it was bad because I felt good and I was feeling healthy and I didn't see anything wrong in it because it's usually praised upon to just eat really good and take care of your body. It got more severe with the way I viewed myself in a negative way, I'd say in high school. And my high school, for some reason, just had girls that were like very obsessed with being skinny. And I was one of those girls. I always felt like I had to be the smallest version of myself. And I remember just working out. I remember my routine in high school was going to school all day. And then I'd go to work at Smoothie King from 3 to 9. And then I'd get home around like 9.30, get on the treadmill in my basement. And walk for like 20 or 30 minutes. And like do an intense hit workout and then go to bed and like 
only eating like a smoothie or granola bar and like one meal. And I knew that wasn't okay. And I knew I would like eventually grow out of it. But it was something that I struggled with for a few years. And from this, I didn't realize that I was starting to compare my body to everyone else around me. And I think that a lot of females do this. Males do too in a different way. And that could be maybe like based off who's more stronger or who has more muscles. For boys, for females, I think it's more about a way their body looks quote-unquote sexy and beautiful compared to another woman. And I didn't even realize that I was creating this habit because I looked fine and I looked good, but I would look in the mirror sometimes and I was like, I'm not good enough. Or I'd look at other girls' bodies and I'm like, how come I just worked out and ran five miles and did all these abs and my stomach doesn't look how another girl's looks? And I, without knowing, was starting to form body dysmorphia. The definition of body dysmorphia is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. So for me, that was like my abs and my butt. Like I, I didn't understand why I was working out so hard and my like results weren't coming out like others. Because I've always grown up like just really skinny and I never had, and I still don't have like boobs and a huge butt. And for one, a lot of people just think like, oh, if you're skinny, like you don't struggle with body image. No, that's not true. It's, it may not be the same exact feeling that someone that may be a little bit bigger than me feels, but we're both insecure about something with our body. So that's, that's what's important. That's the issue here. So it started in high school. I always would get comments or compliments on how skinny I was or that it started to form this idea that I have to stay this way. I have to look this way. And it created this negative relationship with my body to me that I never wanted because the whole point of what I started doing when I was younger and cheerleading and in dance was taking care of my body. I wanted to feel good and look good. It's the same result I want right now at age 24. I just have more control and more understanding over it now. Whereas when I was younger, I let the opinions of others consume me. So following this timeline, then... I went to college and I started to study nutrition and I started to have a better understanding over things because when you study nutrition, we take a lot of classes, not just on science, but we do have a lot of classes and courses over the social cues that affect nutrition and just simply what other people are saying about our body or their body can affect our mental. So I think that social media obviously has one of the biggest impacts on this. Because we're constantly looking at what models and fitness people and people that are constantly giving advice, what they're doing. And that's why I'm trying to word the things I am very specifically because the biggest thing I learned in college was that what we do for our body is so unique and has to be so personalized that it can't work for another person's body. That's why I really don't like diets because just because it worked out really well for one person 
does not mean that your body is going to have that same result. It will not have the same result. I've changed who I follow on social media to instead of like models and fitness people, I switched it to more life coach, mental coaches, and like nutrition experts so that I could just pick up their knowledge and pick up their advice and then utilize it myself and create my own plans with it, if that makes sense. I'm not following any anyone else's schedule, anyone else's diet plan, anyone else's fitness plan. For me, I'm trying to educate myself on gut health and mental mindset and the difference between low impact and hit workouts so then I could use all those things and then create my own schedule and create a good body image with myself. So in college, I started to learn all of these things and I kind of switched the way I was eating and working out. And I wasn't 100% yet, but I was improving. And I wouldn't say I really started to get better until probably two years ago. Because in college, I still, like, I didn't have a matured of a mind as I have now. So I still wanted to be really tiny. And I still caught myself comparing myself to other girls around me and... You know, I just, I didn't feel as confident as I do now. And I think also a lot of it had to do with, I also had really bad acne. So I just didn't feel good about myself. I didn't like the way my, my skin felt. I didn't like the way my body would look. So then like overall your mental just feels down. And something I've learned about body image is that if I just don't feel good mentally about myself, my whole body image is going to be shot down as well too. And This is where it came into play two years ago. When I started working at Town Hall, this restaurant in Cleveland, I started to work with all these young women who were just so confident. And all of these girls were just like constantly boosting each other up. And I just like have never been around such like powerful young women. Everyone was just very like motivational to one another. And I remember my self-image with myself and my confidence with myself escalating. For the first time ever, I felt like I wanted to gain weight and transform my body. And I never have felt like that before. Like I have always wanted to like have a butt and boobs, but I was always too scared to increase what I'm eating and stuff or change the way I'm working out because I had such a fear of not being like super skinny because Growing up, a lot of my friends matured before me. I just never did. I didn't understand why. Like, I still feel like I haven't. And then my little brother, who's 19 years old, I'd be around, like, him and his friends. And these girls, so much younger than me, are, like, more developed than me. And I I just remember thinking, like, why did that never happen to me? And not that you can, like, control those things. But I think that just switching to a new environment and being around women that like inspired me to want to take care of myself better was really uplifting. And I just think when you surround yourself around like-minded, this is when it happens. I was starting to post on social media more. My confidence was going up. I found myself trying to wear new clothes and change my style. My skin was clearing up. I was trying out new workouts. Like I I wasn't scared to like gain muscle and look different. Just trying out these new things and continuing to educate myself on the healthy way to do these things, like the healthy way to gain weight and the healthy way to change exercises and stuff 
I started to feel a lot better mentally too, like, because I was really proud of myself and it was like a huge stepping stone for me. I think another thing that's important with body image that people don't realize is that it's not always noticeable to other people. I don't think a lot of people really even knew that I was struggling with my body image. And, you know, I think my mom was probably one of the only people that actually knew that I struggled with my body image because I remember her in high school telling me in a respectful manner that like I looked too skinny and, you know, asking me if I was okay and telling me to like cut down on my coffee and stuff. And she would notice if my anxiety was high, like, like telling me to eat more and stuff. And I knew it was out of a loving way. But I kind of fought her on it and just told her I was fine because I knew what I was really doing. So we don't always know what people are struggling with. You could look at someone really happy and think that their body's like absolutely amazing and, you know, they could really be struggling inside. And I think that that was kind of my thing is like I just kind of had to mask it. And the biggest thing I learned from this is that my body image is not my personality. And the only way I'm going to have control over my presence to people, my personality, and my anxiety, and my mental health is if I create a healthy relationship with myself. And for me, that started with my body image. So as I took better care of my mental health, I watched my body transform, and I watched my skin transform, and I watched my mood transform. My presence to people was a lot more pleasing because when you're confident, that reflects to other people. People can sense you feeling good about yourself. And the things that made me feel really good, going back to what I was saying earlier, like finding my own routine based off the things I was educating myself with, I try to switch my routine up kind of every week based on whatever cycle I'm in with my hormones or just ho- however I'm feeling that week, however many activities I have going on that week, how many social events I have going on that week. For me, the, the things that I like love the most that make me feel the best are I love HIIT workouts. I love low-impact workouts. I do that more. I love going on long walks. I just discovered this year that I love the Peloton. I never knew that I liked cycling, but I absolutely love the Peloton, and I love all the little Pilates, yoga, meditation classes on there. I love to gua sha in the morning and at night on my face. I love to do that for five, 10 minutes and just listen to like lo-fi beats. I like to make ginger shots and take those in the morning at night. I just discovered this year that I love CMOS and I do that in the morning and night. And I don't think that that's just like all of these things are like the absolute magic routine to be healthy, but those are just some of the few things that I've tried out and I like, so I'm going to keep them in my routine. Whereas I have other friends that tell me their routines and they're all good things and good habits they're just not the things that I like I love to do the most and another habit that I think that has really helped with my body image is journaling and I'm going to talk about journaling in every episode and I want to make a whole other episode on journaling but when I started to create this good image with myself you know I started by journaling and I think when we journal we we learn about ourselves and the power of manifestation and kind of like changing the way my mind thinks is really powerful. I would write these and I still write these. I wrote it this morning. I always write, I am body confident. I am beautiful. I am strong. I love my body. 
And when you repeat those things so many times to yourself, you like start to believe it. Start off there. Out of anything you get from this episode, I want you to just start off by doing those things. If you could just, you don't even have to journal. Look at yourself in the mirror when you're washing your face, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're putting your contacts in and find three things along the lines of what I just said and say that to yourself every day and watch the transformation in yourself. I felt like I had to take control of myself and I feel like I had to kind of change my lifestyle and that to create a better body image with myself and that was, you know, like I keep saying, working on my mental and working on my mindset and I've stopped drinking as much. But I was trying to discover the things that triggered my body image and triggered my body dysmorphia or triggered eating disorder habits. For me, those were things like focusing on clothing sizes, focusing on food restrictions that I didn't need, focusing on some other female's Instagram post. We are not supposed to fit into clothes. Clothes are supposed to fit onto us. And this has been something really hard for me to grasp because I've always thought that I had to be one specific size, one specific weight. And if I, my weight was fluctuating a little bit and I bought the same size that I believed I was supposed to be and it didn't fit me, I felt like there was something wrong with me. When in reality, that's not true. If I want to get a butt or boobs, my size is going to go up. But like, who cares? Because all that matters is that we feel comfortable and look good in the clothes that we're buying. I've learned like, I like to size up in my clothes now. It doesn't matter what size it is that I bought. All that it matters is how it looks on me. No one knows what size it is and who literally cares if they do. Think about people like Rihanna and Beyonce and Miley Cyrus and SZA. We don't know what size they are. And like, who cares? Those are all the people we love. And those are all beautiful, confident women. That was something that like triggered me so much growing up. And I don't know why, because now I just want to find the size that I like the most and find the size that I feel the most comfortable in. Because people can tell if you don't feel comfortable. When you feel comfortable when you're out and about in your clothes, like you feel better. When you're confident, you feel good. And then you look good. Everyone always says, look good, feel good. But I think when I feel good, I look good because how I feel is more important. Another trigger was listening to other girls' comments. When you hear other girls making comments about the way someone else looks, they do not feel confident about themselves. I am 110 million percent positive of that because when I'm happy and when I feel good, I don't care about others. Bringing them down or making that comment does not change anything. The people around you are supposed to be making you feel good about yourself. So if a trigger for you is the people you're surrounded around, maybe reevaluate some of your friends or some of your peers. Or if it's someone that you really can't remove out of your life, like maybe it's unfortunately a family member or a coworker, tune them out. In one ear, out the other. And remove yourself from the conversation. Also, as women, I don't think that we sometimes give ourselves enough credit for what our bodies are going through. Now, recently I've been really educating myself on the phases of our menstrual cycle. So there's four different phases that our bodies go through. And 
It affects our energy levels. It affects our sleep patterns. It affects what we should be eating for that specific phase. It affects what type of workouts we should be doing during that phase. Our mental changes. This is not an ad. I downloaded the 28-day cycle app. It's the number 28 and it's purple and blue. This app has helped me learn about my body and teach me why my body is feeling a certain way through different phases. Our body and our hormones are affected differently through each phase, not just our menstrual cycle. So this has helped me a lot with my body image because it's made me not be so hard on myself when I go and look into this app and understand why my energy levels are down or why I'm craving a specific food or why my body is feeling a specific way. We can't always give 100% and I think it just makes you kind of create a better relationship with yourself and feel more proud of yourself for just getting through things. I know so many women too and young women that have gave birth and obviously, you know, your bodies are not the same. And I think instead of, you know, being so hard on yourself, look at your body and think like, wow, I did that. Like, wow, I'm a mother. Like my body pushed through that. I'm not a mother, but I can't, I can only imagine like that feeling. And with tender love and care, you're going to create that relationship back with yourself again in your body image. And that's being said when we are going through these phases in our hormone cycle with tender love and care and being kind to ourselves, our relationship with our body image is going to become better because obviously when we wake up bloated during our menstrual cycle, we don't feel good. We feel sluggish. But instead I've learned to be like, you know what? I'm going through this right now. It's just temporary. I don't feel like doing a hit workout, so I'm going to go on an hour walk today and listen to a podcast. That's all my body wants to do today. And then when I get home and I look at myself in the mirror, I feel good because I'm just listening to whatever my body wants. And no matter what, I could tell myself that I'm taking care of my body based on whatever that decision is that I do that day, whatever type of movement, whatever type of food I want to put into my body, whatever type of mental practice I'm taking for myself, I know that I am giving my body what it needs. You know, I used to get so mad at myself for eating something and then feeling really guilty. I think that has a lot to do with learning balance because when I would restrict things that I liked so much, this was one of the things that triggered me because then I formed this very serious guilt when I would eat those things when in reality, it's all about moderation and taking away the things I love doesn't make me happy. Once I learned what foods I should and shouldn't be eating from a doctor, for me, taking a food sensitivity test was so important for me because it really has helped me gain a better relationship with myself and food because now I know I'm doing the right thing and I feel good about that. I'm not having anxiety or worrying about, oh, should I have ate that? I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow now. Now I might be bloated. Was that good for me? Was it not? We get this like fear when if we just balance the things we love and the things that, you know, we got to eat our fruits and vegetables. We got to eat our protein and balance it out with, you know, the snacks and stuff we love. We have this equal peace with ourselves and our body image then. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm trying to be very fragile about everything I say and the way I word things because... I know how sensitive one topic may be for one person compared to the other. I know the things that gave me anxiety and the things that were a little more important for me rather than other topics. But I can't ask you all to listen to me and take my advice if I'm not honest with you and honest with myself and honest with the things that did bother me 
and how I worked on them. And I'm not asking you to do, like I said, my exact routine. What I want you to get from this episode is that confidence with yourself again, that relationship with yourself again, and that realignment with yourself again. I want you to be able to look in the mirror and look at your body and look at your face and love yourself more than any other person in the world. And I go through phases. Some days I can look at myself and I am my own best friend. And some days I look at myself in the mirror and I'm not so happy with myself. And that is just the reality of life. That's the reality of being a human. And something I've learned is that we are humans. We are supposed to not feel 100% every single day. But when you have these off moments, when you don't feel as confident with yourself and your body image and the way you're presented to others or just the way you're presented to yourself, the only thing that you can control is just taking that time to deal with it. Let all the emotions run. And let all the emotions unfold because that's the only way that you're going to be able to take time to yourself, focus on self-care, focus on loving yourself. And it might be for a little bit that you feel this way. And then when you finally wake up one day, you're going to look back and be like, what was it that I did that made me feel like this? And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, well, I really like loved this new morning routine I started. I really loved just going on walks by myself. I really loved this one smoothie I kept making every single week. And then you're going to create this routine with yourself and then you will feel better. You know, I've said this in one of my past episodes and I'm going to say it again. There's three things that we have in life. The past, the past ways we felt about ourselves, the things that make us unhappy, our depression, that meal you ate yesterday, the lazy day you had yesterday. It doesn't matter. You can't go back and change that. And then we have the future, the things we're scared about. The things that give us anxiety. Am I going to wake up bloated tomorrow? Am I not going to look good in my bikini this weekend? We don't know. The only thing you can focus on right now is the current moment, the present. I can tell myself today I'm going to get through a liter of water. I'm going to move my body for 30 minutes and I'm going to get in my fruits and vegetables today. Today I can do that. Today I can love myself and today I can take care of myself. That's what we have control over. And this is all easier said than done. But practicing this every single day forms consistency. And that's when we see results. I keep talking about a different topic in every episode. But have you noticed what it always comes down to? Our mental health. The relationship we have with ourselves, How consistent we want to be with ourselves. It's so easy to get off track and let the world distract us and let society get the best of us and social media get in our head. But just turning off the world for a second, putting your phone on, do not disturb for a day or two, just get yourself back on track is so powerful. You know, I think that working on my body image is going to be something I have to work on for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with that. Because I promised myself that I'm going to keep working on myself and I'm going to keep educating myself on what's the best for my body. I could always be continuing to do new things for my body. I'm not going to obsess over it. I'm not going to let it control my life. I'm going to enjoy the things I want in my life, like traveling, spending time with my friends, 
spending time with my boyfriend, being a good sister, being a good daughter, being a good cousin, being a good granddaughter, and just being a good person. I'm not going to let my body image consume my life because it's not my personality and it's not who I am. We can control who we are. We can control our thoughts. We control more of our energy than we think. So there's so much more I could say about this topic. I hope I got across what I wanted to say when I go back and listen to this <laughs> because I I wish you could have seen how much I prepared for this episode um, all day yesterday. I thought I was going to actually talk about a different topic today. And I have a long list of my journal of like topics I want to touch on. And I was thinking yesterday, like, what do I want to talk about tomorrow? And this wasn't on my list, but something just like clicked in my head about it. And I was like, wait, this is like a really good idea. And I just started to journal about all of these things I want to touch on. And I have three full pages in my journal full of just like things that I wanted to say and ways that I felt. And I just really hope that this connected with someone and made you feel better and made you not feel alone and made you feel more comfortable and gave you some hope and inspiration because I promise it gets easier. And I remember years ago thinking that this was going to consume my life forever. Am I ever going to be happy with myself? And after learning so much about my body for a few years and creating this new relationship with myself, I finally can look in the mirror and feel confident and okay with my flaws and look at things differently and just love myself more. And this is a constant work in progress. Be gentle with yourself today, guys. If you are enjoying McKay's Mind Space, it really helps if you can give it a rating, turn those notifications on, and give it a follow. New episodes weekly. I hope you guys like this one. I really, really enjoyed this one. Please DM me if you just want to talk about anything or need any other advice or just, just want to chat about this. Thank you for listening, guys. I appreciate it more than you know for just taking this 20, 30 minutes out of your day to listen to me and get to know me more. I'll chitty chat with you guys soon. Love ya. Bye, guys. Thank you.